Mike Yorata. Here are the headlines this hour. At least 17 people have died due to COVID-19 in the country, with confirmed infections breaching the 200 mark. Something, but uh, Donald Trump signed well, America's we $100 billion coronavirus response package into law. And Italy records its highest daily death toll from COVID-19, bringing the total number of fatalities there to nearly 3,000. The Philippine interior and local government calls on the local government units to realign their budgets and to prioritize the distribution of food and basic necessities. DILG spokesperson Jonathan Malaya says local governments can tap their quick response funds or they can call their councillors for a special session to make the necessary adjustments. LGUs are tasked to distribute basic commodities to affected communities this week as Luzon undergoes an enhanced community quarantine. Umaapila po kami sa mga LGUs na gawin kaagad itong realignment na ito para po hindi um, mahirapan ang ating mga kababayan sa panahon ng quarantine. Ngayong linggong ito, ang re-responde sa pangangailangan ng pagkain ng ating mga kababayan ay ang barangay at ang munisipyo o lungsod. Uh, after this week, papasok na po ang DSWD para mamigay din ng kanilang uh, tulong through the Technical Assistance and Resource Augmentation Program. The Philippines now has 202 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and at least 17 have died. A study published on Tuesday suggests that the virus causes, that causes COVID-19 rather can remain in the droplets in the air for hours and on surfaces for days. The details in this report. The highly contagious novel coronavirus that has exploded into a global pandemic might be even more transmittable and resilient than previously thought. A new study published Tuesday shows the virus can remain viable and infectious in droplets in the air for hours and on surfaces up to days. Scientists from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the U.S. National Institutes of Health, attempted to mimic the virus deposited from an infected person onto everyday surfaces in a household or hospital setting, such as through coughing or touching objects. They used a device to dispense an aerosol that duplicated the microscopic droplets created in a cough or sneeze. The scientists then investigated how long the coronavirus remained infectious on those surfaces. The tests, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, show that when the virus is released into the air, carried by the droplets released when someone coughs or sneezes, it was able to still infect people for at least three hours. On cardboard, including the surfaces of common delivery packaging, the virus could be detected for up to 24 hours. And on plastic and stainless steel, the virus could linger up to three days or more. The U.S. National Institutes of Health said the study affirmed their guidance to use precautions such as avoiding crowds and cleaning or disinfecting objects and surfaces. Isolate, test and trace as many cases of the coronavirus as possible. That's what the World Health Organization is saying as it urges countries across the globe to take a comprehensive approach to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. To suppress and control the epidemics, countries must isolate, test, treat, and trace. If they don't, transmission chains can continue at a low level, then resurge once physical distancing measures are lifted. Um, many countries have not been systematic. 
Meanwhile, the executive director of the Health Bodies Emergencies Program warns about the risks of health workers running out of personal protective equipment. More than 204,000 people have been infected across the globe, and around 8,700 have died from this disease. Meanwhile, China's central city of Wuhan, where the outbreak first began late last year, reported no new domestic infections for the first time. But the country's imported cases have surged by a record, led by new infections in the capital of Beijing. The Philippine Stock Exchange is eyeing additional circuit breakers after the local burst was rattled with yet another trading halt Thursday. The PSE index dropped more than 12% at the open after a two-day suspension amid the enhanced community quarantine in Luzon. PSE President Ramon Monzon says they are already talking with the Securities and Exchange Commission regarding the changes along with other temporary measures to address the volatility in the market. We're also exploring the possibility of narrowing the, you know, the trading band of each security. Uh, as you will see in the region, like Thailand and Jakarta, they're also implementing, you know, some temporary measures. Some changes are not as easy to implement as others. Some changes to the, you know, trading system will have to be done. Well, that would take at least a week. Last week, the circuit breaker at the PSE was triggered twice due to the steep losses amid the fears over COVID-19. The Philippine Bureau of Internal Revenue finally extends the tax filing deadline from April 15th to May 15th. They also urge those ready to file their 2019 annual income tax returns to do so on or before the original April 15th deadline. The Bureau says this will help raise enough funds for the government's COVID-19 response. It will also help stimulate economic activity amid the slowdown in growth. The BIR asserts an unintended result of this deadline extension is an estimated delay and shortfall in tax collections of around 140. 45 billion pesos, which may have to be covered by additional borrowings by the national government. Philippine Health Chief Francisco Duque III himself under home quarantine. The news comes after the health department confirmed one of its senior officials tested positive for COVID-19. Duque was also tested for the disease since he has underlying health conditions, including hypertension. He is awaiting the results, but the health department says he is asymptomatic. Meanwhile, those who have come into close contact with the COVID-19 positive official have been advised to undergo home quarantine as well. The health department has also disinfected its offices. Philippine Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno tests negative for the novel coronavirus. The central bank chief went into self-quarantine last week after attending an event where he was exposed to a confirmed coronavirus patient. The central bank says Diokno will be able to report for work today on March 19th in time for the BSP's monetary board meeting. In that meeting, the central bank policymakers are expected to slash the BSP's benchmark interest rates by as much as 50, 50 basis points rather to prop up the economy during this pandemic. Diokno expects the Philippine economy to take a hit due to the Luzon-wide quarantine. But he does say if this quarantine is successful, he expects minimal economic impact and a quick recovery. The Asian Development Bank unveils a 6.5 billion peso initial package to help developing member countries deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. The package includes $1.6 billion for micro, small and medium-sized enterprises, domestic and regional trade for firms directly impacted by this pandemic. The regional lender also says it stands ready to provide further assistance and policy advice on top of this initial package. 
Since February, the ADB has already provided more than $225 million to meet the urgent needs of both the governments and the businesses of its member countries. The International Labor Organization warns that the coronavirus pandemic could trigger a global economic crisis that may wipe out up to 25 million jobs globally. That's if governments fail to act fast and to protect their workers from its impact. The UN agency says an internationally coordinated policy response, similar to how the 2008 financial crisis was dealt with, could soften COVID-19's blow on global employment. This includes implementing measures such as social protection support of employment retention through short-time work or paid leave as well as financial and tax relief for micro, small and medium enterprises. The internet service in the Philippines may see a possible slowdown due to the increased number of people working from home amid the COVID-19 pandemic. ICT Undersecretary Alessia Rio attributes the potential slowdown to the fact that 80% of Filipinos connect to the internet via wireless connectivity. The cell sites tayo kumukuha ng ating internet connectivity, no? Mm-mm. Eh, congested na congested yung ating uh, mga <coughs> takulang yung lock ng ating uh, mga cell sites. Rio, meanwhile, clarifies the increased number of people working from home does not mean that the whole internet service in the country will crash. He does say that the system has self-limitations to avoid a total breakdown. The Philippine Energy Department says the enhanced community quarantine over the island of Luzon has reduced the demand for electricity by nearly 30 percent. Energy officials say this is an indicator that economic activity has slowed down. The DOE also reports ongoing construction activities in the energy sector have suffered delays as foreign contractors and workers have been unable to travel. A slowdown in global production has also been blamed for the late deliveries of imported equipment and parts needed by energy generation and distribution facilities. The Energy Department says these factors may delay ongoing projects and repairs that may cause more problems with the Philippines' energy reliability and capacity in the long term. Still, the agency pledges its support for the government's fight against the coronavirus and they ensure 24-7 energy services. Local mall owners are stepping up to help their tenants affected by the enhanced community quarantine in Luzon. SM, the country's largest mall operator, says it will waive rent for its tenants nationwide from April from March 16th rather to April 14th. Gokongwe owned Robinsons is also holding off rent for tenants affected by this quarantine. Local banks are pushing for the use of digital channels, but they have announced shorter hours in select branches during the enhanced community quarantine in Luzon. Land Bank says select branches in Luzon will be open from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., while all branches outside of Luzon will be operational following the same hours. The state-owned bank also waived fees for fund transfers. BPI, BDO, China Bank and RCBC will also continue their operations in a number of select Luzon branches, however, with shortened training hours, with shortened hours rather. Transfer fees also temporarily waived. The banks have announced as well a payment extension of 30 days for their credit, loan and insurance clients. Financial assistance is available for informal workers affected by the government's enhanced community quarantine. The Labor Secretary, Sylvester Bellio III, has signed COVID-19 Adjustment Measures Program, which will extend a 15,000 peso aid to workers in the formal sector, regardless of their employment status. Bellio also signed guidelines granting minimum wage for members of the informal sector who help clean and disinfect, disinfect their surroundings. 
para sa informal sector na barangay ko, bahay ko, meron po tayong initial na mga 18,000 informal sector workers within Metro Manila lamang po. Pero ito po ay uh, expanded po ang implementation sa buong bansa at uh, tinitingnan po natin kung uh, mukhang mas marami pong makukover dito dahil mas marami rin po naman yung ating mga informal sector workers. Quezon City closes down portions of two major roads as its local government unit tightens security amid the enhanced community quarantine. Closures in parts of East Avenue and E. Rodriguez Avenue will ensure that only authorized personnel, such as doctors and patients, will have access to two major hospitals in the city. That's St. Luke's in E. Rodriguez and the East Avenue Medical Center. Meanwhile, Barangay Kalusugan and Barangay Tandangsora have been put under extreme enhanced community quarantine after three COVID-19 cases were confirmed in each village from different households. No one from the patients' houses, which are now considered hot zones, will be allowed to go out. The local government will deliver basic necessities to these households. Stricter measures will also be enforced in checkpoints around those barangays. Ayon dun sa guidelines ng uh, task force ay dapat isara na yung barangay. No? Pero sa case ng Quezon City, magkakalayo naman itong barangay nasa ibang mga distrito. Uh -huh. At ang lalaki rin naman ng barangay. So hindi naman din na nila inaabisuhang uh, isara yung buong barangay. Just uh, uh -huh. to, to uh, put a perimeter or a radius wherein mm -hmm. these uh, areas should be more stringently monitored with checkpoints. Quezon City accounts for the largest number of confirmed COVID-19 patients in the country with over 30 positive cases, including one death. Areas outside Metro Manila are also closing their borders to try to control the spread of COVID-19. The Davao region has suspended land, sea and air travel. No one will be allowed to enter for the next 14 days. Residents can leave the region, but they cannot come back until April 1st. Davao region has at least one confirmed case of COVID-19, but at least two persons under investigation have died while awaiting the results. Over in Albay, no one can come out of, of the province as well beginning today. Those delivering essential cargo will be allowed entry. In Tacloban City, they will also be placed under restricted quarantine on Saturday. Tighter security can be expected at the city's entry and exit points, while residents will be given temporary IDs to get in and out of their villages to buy food and other basic needs. On Boracay Island, they're again shutting their doors as the local government of Aklan begins its community quarantine this Thursday. Both foreign and domestic tourists will not be allowed to come in. Social gatherings are also limited. There will be a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. The town remains free of the virus. Its tight border controls to keep the virus out has led to a 40% drop in tourist arrivals. Overseas, the death toll in Italy due to the coronavirus soars to nearly 3,000 after it recorded 475 new deaths on Wednesday. The Italian government threatened to ban all outdoor exercises as frustration grows over the number of people defying the nationwide lockdown. The European country is a week into its lockdown, but the disease is still spreading and some hospitals are near breaking point. Italy, where over 35,000 people are infected, is the hardest hit outside of China.
Britain may not have enough ventilators to treat the critically ill patients suffering from the novel coronavirus disease. Ventilators are used to help people with respiratory difficulties to breathe. British Health Minister Matt Hancock has admitted that the country's stock of 5,000 ventilators is inadequate. Because of the rising demand, Swiss-based manufacturer Hamilton Medical has boosted its normal production of ventilators by as much as 40%. U.S. President Donald Trump has signed America's coronavirus response bill into law. That's a $100 billion aid package that includes provisions for paid emergency leave for workers and free testing for COVID-19. The U.S. Congress and the White House aim to pass an, an even bigger package, rather, to stop the U.S. economy from crashing. In a meeting with nurses, Trump thanked those at the front lines in the war against the COVID-19 pandemic. Something, but uh, we're winning and we will win. It's a question of when, and I think it's going to go quickly. We hope it's going to go quickly. I think we all agree. Using the full power of government in response to the Chinese virus, I declared a state of national emergency that will make up to $50 billion in disaster relief funds available, which we can use to assist hospitals, which, as you know, we need. I asked states to set up emergency operation centers and hospitals to activate emergency plan. And we're asking every American to make major changes to reduce social interactions over the next two weeks. As we all know, we must make uh, shared sacrifices, and that's what we're doing as a country. Uh, it's been amazing to see the way the country has come together. There's tremendous spirit, and even Republicans and Democrats are getting together, for the most part, but they're getting together. So that's a good thing to see. And those were the headlines this hour. I'm Mike Yorada. Keep it here on ANC for ANC's special coverage of COVID-19.